Navy's. No one could stand against a well-trained Marine unit. He wished the Marines would be unleashed on them one day soon. That would end this shit quickly. Those limp dicks in Washington never acted. They only reacted. And the assholes from the so-called Islamic State had them reacting all over the place. It felt like the United States had stripped NATO of soldiers in an effort to refocus on the Middle East. The rapid deployment force they'd been setting up to respond if the Baltics or other NATO members were attacked by Russia was a year behind schedule. Jackson wondered if the current administration was just pushing it off until a new administration took office. That would be the easiest thing to do, but maybe not the smartest. He had hoped the Russian annexation of Crimea would have woken people up to the real threats in the world. He stood and took in the activity on the street in front of him. Typical tourist and light vehicle traffic moved casually down the street, reminding him of his hometown of Sacramento. The Germans had proven to be a friendly people who seemed to appreciate the U.S. military presence, at least where Major Jackson had been. He noticed a Mercedes step van ease toward the main gate, the driver obviously listening to someone sitting behind him. The Major wasn't one for profiling. He'd seen it by the California Highway Patrol back home and been a victim of it. But the young man with dark hair driving the van caught his attention. He turned and stepped toward the gate, calling out to the corporal on duty and the PFC sitting inside the monitoring booth directly behind the gate. Then it happened. Just like he'd seen in training. He'd even witnessed it live once in Afghanistan. The driver popped out of the van with an AK-47 in his hand. Major Jackson did not hesitate. He sprang forward as the corporal brought up his M4 carbine. The major was reaching under his coat to grip his M9 pistol. The passenger door opened and men started pouring out as if they were a SWAT team. Major Jackson screamed at the corporal, Fire that weapon, Marine! as he brought his pistol's sights on target. He noted that the first man had a small machine pistol that looked like a Tech-9, and another carried a German assault rifle. They also moved like men who knew their objective and had trained for it. Major Jackson heard a shot and saw the corporal stumble back and collapse onto the ground, his neck spurting bright red blood. He squeezed off two quick shots and dropped the man who had fired the assault rifle. He acquired the next target and fired twice more. The man flopped onto the wide sidewalk. Now the four remaining men rushed the gate. Gunfire came from the booth as the PFC joined the fight. A huge flash came from the rear of the van, and the Major immediately recognized it as a rocket-propelled grenade. He'd seen enough of them in the mountains of Afghanistan. He dove away from the security booth and rolled toward a heavy potted plant designed to keep a vehicle from coming through the gate toward the building. He felt the bone-rattling explosion an instant before the rubble of the booth filled the air around him. Shards of glass struck his exposed leg. He ignored the pain and popped up over the metal-reinforced planter and fired at the man closest to the gate. The short man had slapped a plastic explosive on the lock. The explosive detonated early, causing the man to disintegrate into a red mist as the gate was blown off its tracks allowing the last three terrorists inside the compound. Major Jackson rolled and took aim, killing another attacker 
and then scanning the area to see if the PFC from the booth was dead. The bloody uniform twenty feet away indicated that he was. The rifleman on the roof was now firing, but without much effect. Another group of three men piled out of the back of the van and charged the gate. It was lost, but Major Jackson knew it was his job to hold as long as possible. He reloaded with his extra magazine of 9mm because he had lost count of his shots. He raised the pistol from a prone position and managed to hit the two men inside the gate, then turned his attention to the next group. The rooftop rifleman dropped one man. The second man stumbled, and the Major put three rounds into him on the ground. The last man standing, a big guy in his forties with thick hair and a graying beard, rushed the Major, firing his own pistol. They ended up on the ground together. The man so close the Major could smell sardines on his...